Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. I'm going to share with you two quick terms today that you may or may not be familiar with. The first one is the word wadi, W-A-D-I, and a wadi is a riverbed that is dry except for in the rainy season. So I want you to just hold that in your mind because we're going to talk about it a little bit later. But there's another word that I want to talk to you about today as we gather to give God thanks and praise. Because this is the day that the Lord has made. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. In the rabbinic tradition, there is an amazing gift that students of the word, particularly the Hebrew Bible, participate in, and it's called Midrash. Say it with me. You can see a glimpse of this when we lead virtual Bible study as the four of us muddle our way through the scripture lessons each week. We wonder, we share context, we look at the historical information, we look at where the text is positioned in history. Midrash is our, usually anyway, our own understanding of our own interpretation of the text that we look at according to the Revised Common Lectionary. And Midrash allows us to look at a text from a very different perspective. So my question to you today is, will you sit Midrash with me this morning? Yep. All right. Okay. So let's look through the lens of what Judas might have been thinking at the home of Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. So I want you, you can close your eyes if it helps, because I know I probably don't look like Judas Iscariot, (laughs) but I'm going to channel my inner Judas Iscariot to you this morning. Can you see the scene? People are lounging at the table. There's a smell in the room that is rich and lavish and all of the senses are employed. You can still feel the grit underneath your feet from your traveling to Bethany. Now here's Judas. Here we are again. Back at Jesus' best friends forever's house. I mean, honestly, what a waste of time. I could be at the market haggling for some of my own personal bling with the extra money that I took from the common purse. These people are so pious, so perfect, so darn friendly, and they're kind of foodies. (laughs) Every time we come to Bethany, Martha, Martha, Martha goes into overdrive in the kitchen. Well, while Mary is Mary, she could care less what anybody else thinks about her. I have never, ever seen a love like Mary has for Jesus. Truth be told, I have never been loved like that in my entire life. And honestly, it makes me hate myself. It kind of makes me hate everyone. 
especially when I said that perfume could have been sold and the money given to the poor. Such a jerk. I'm an imposter. My heart feels like I am constantly living in the dark night of the soul. I feel worthless and unlovable. I keep breaking their trust and they keep giving me the money. I keep embezzling and they suspect nothing. They believe I'm a man of my word. I feel so small and it's, it's not their fault. I've, I've been this my whole life long. I simply do not believe that they can actually love me for me. And then Mary, Mary did that extraordinary thing. She broke herself open just as she broke the jar open. She spilled herself out for Jesus. It was like her heart, her love, her adoration spilled all over him, not just his dust-covered, beat-up feet. I had to look away, because in that act of deep and abiding love, really, for each other, one the giver, one the recipient. And the intimacy of their tenderness. If I'd kept looking, I would have broken it into a million pieces. I would have learned too, maybe just maybe to love like that. My talk talks, my walk doesn't. I know I'm reckless and selfish. I just don't think I could ever change. I know I cannot, and I will not, repent. So I turn my back, not only to this unfolding scene that my hardened heart could not treasure, but to the Son of God whom I followed, whom I wanted to believe in, the one that gave me hope in a Roman-occupied and cruel world. I set my mind in that moment to a day when I would show them all my contempt and self-loathing. I'm going to betray all of them, not just Jesus. Lazarus for being raised from the dead, Martha for her hospitality, and Mary, Mary, Mary for showing Jesus what love looks like. Because if I accepted the love that all of them have showed me over the last few years, it would break me open. I will not accept that grace. I am not worthy. End of Midrash. How are you doing? Perhaps all of us have felt like that from time to time, like Judas. But when grace breaks in and flows over us, the wadi, the dry riverbed within us, fills up like the cup overfloweth, like the nard that was poured out, like the blood that will become our reminder of forgiveness at this table. Taste and see that God is good. Tov, really, really, really good. This grace. This love for free, this wadi filled up, brings us from scarcity and fear to abundance and the reminder that we have already been named and claimed as God's beloved children. And for this good news, we can all say, Thanks be to God. Amen.